Today's episode highlights include how to strategically plan for an international career, German and U.S. work culture, why Cologne is a great city, especially for students and during Carnival, and not to miss Germany during a soccer championship. My name is Hanni Geist. Welcome to Coffee Connections. Today's Coffee Connection is Michael Johannes, University of Cologne alumnus and Cologne native. Have a listen. My name is Michael Johannes. I am uh, originally from Cologne, Germany. I'm living now in New York City. Actually, uh, I'm living in Jersey City, which is right across the river uh, uh, for the last five years. And I'm working as an HR director for the last 10 years. I was working at Commerzbank, which is the second largest German bank. Currently, I'm just taking a break, so I'm not working at the moment. So I'm taking a break just to study. I'm doing also my doctorate at the moment. So this gives me some time. Now. Just on, as a side project. Yeah, just to, give me, <laughs> just to give me some room now to really focus on that and just to really focus on, on my doctorate program. You studied at the University of Cologne and obviously you're not in Germany anymore. Tell me a little bit about your path afterwards and how you got to where you are now. I was always looking for ways just to study abroad, just to work abroad. This was always my mindset. This was always something that I wanted to do. I think it started in 2005 when I was a student at the University of Cologne. I did my first semester abroad in Indonesia. So I was in Indonesia for four months. I then went to the U.S. also for a total of four months. And then I, I also did like a summer school in Finland for a month. That's quite international. And you did all of that while you were a student at the University of Cologne. How did that work then? Were there partner agreements with the university or how did you end up going abroad while you were a student at the university? I think the, in Indonesia, it was really word of mouth. I think there was some kind of informal relationship or co cooperation between the University of Cologne and the school in Indonesia. And in the U.S., I just did it myself. So that's how I applied. And for the school in Helsinki in Finland, I did it myself as well. So I did a lot of researching. I always had to figure out ways to finance it, but it, it worked out. I mean, in Germany... There are a lot of ways to make it happen, uh, to get support, to get scholarships. So there was always a way to do it. I always wanted to have that international experience. And then when I graduated from, from the University of Cologne, I started then in the graduate program in HR, the Commerzbank in Frankfurt. And from there on, Commerzbank is a, is a very international organization, has locations and offices and everywhere uh, around the world, I think more than 50 countries. Was that part of your reasoning why you wanted to be with Commerzbank? Because you knew that they have international branches and you thought, and rightfully so, that if you're within that company or the bank, you would be able to also transfer to the branch in some other country. This was definitely in, in the back of my head because I always wanted to work for a, a larger corporation because my personal belief um, at that time was always when you work in a larger corporation, there are probably also more opportunities. You can probably transfer easily across departments, across divisions, and also across locations. And that was one of the selling points definitely that I said, okay, I definitely want to move now in my career to, to the bank and just see, see how it goes. At the same time, nothing was really, I would say, handed to me. It was not some other corporations, what they do is they say, 
you have a mandatory rotation abroad. That was not the case for me. So I, I was always very vocal about my aspirations, about my ideas where I want my career to go. And so I asked, okay, is a transfer possible? Fortunately, with the support of my managers at that time, I was able then to transfer to first to the U.S. for six months. I did a rotation in New York. From New York, I moved then for one and a half years to London. So I worked in, in London for, for the bank. And then I moved back to, to New York uh, right afterwards. There was an opportunity in New York that came up. And I was always also lucky that I was able to spend a month to help out in our Tokyo office. So that mm. was a great experience. That's what brought me, I would say it's hard work. I would say a lot of support from managers. And also I would say the curiosity and I would say kind of a risk taker mentality that you, that you need to have just to make a step like that. Because if you stay in Germany and I love the country, I love my city, it's convenient, right? So it's, you stay within your comfort zone and it always sounds so cliche to say, okay, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do this and do that. I mean, at the end of the day is do what you think is right and you need to take controlled risks at, at some point in your life. And I always felt like, okay, moving within a company is not really a risk because if not, if it didn't work, it doesn't work out, then you go back or you do something else. How did your international experience, obviously this led you to where you are now in your career, but also from a personal perspective, how did your international experience, and I mean, you've been to very different countries. I mean, Indonesia, the US and Finland are quite different. Tokyo, uh, Japan, quite different from the other countries. So what did you take away from the experience personally? Personally, what I took away is that you definitely need to keep an open mind. It sounds very easy, but it's not always that easy because you usually, when you struggle or when you're facing some adversity, I tend to go back to my usual behaviors, patterns, routines. And I think living abroad and also experiencing different cultures, talking to people with different mindsets and also with different perspective on certain situation is very enriching and really makes you reflect on your personal beliefs, on your personal ideas, on the way you deal with certain situations. Uh, so that I think is probably the biggest win that I took from all of my international assignments, from my studies abroad, I think that is the most important part. And obviously, yeah, making, friend, making friends, I think always helps because you can always talk to them when you're struggling with, with certain things in life and you can always ask them, okay, how do you deal with that situation? And usually you would get a very, very different answer based on the cultural background than the answer that you would get when you talk to people that are from the same area, from the same country, et cetera. So we actually connected through the director of the University of Cologne liaison office. Here's a shout out to Eva. Thank you for connecting, Michael and I. So take me back a little bit. Why did you decide on, on studying at the University of Cologne and just your experience there? I'm maybe it's a bit biased to be honest with you, but I'm from Cologne. I love my city. I'm a huge local patriot. Well, that's that's great. You tell <laughs> you tell me. I've been to Cologne and it's a great city. But uh, for someone who's not familiar with it, uh, what makes Cologne unique and and why why do you love Cologne and the area? 
Cologne is a very loving city. It's, I would personally say, although I'm biased, it's definitely not the most beautiful city in Germany. Um, I've, been, uh, I've been around in Germany quite a bit. So I know a lot of cities in Germany. I saw a lot of cities in Germany. And I would say they're definitely, like, architecture-wise, uh, landscape-wise, are probably much, much more beautiful cities in Germany than Cologne. But Cologne has a very unique flair. I would say it's a very unique atmosphere. I think it's a very liberal city. It's a very welcoming city, open city. And that is really what I cherish and what I really love about Cologne. Every time I think there is a Cologne saying, basically, home is where the dome is. So whenever you see the huge <laughs> cathedral, uh, when you drive into, into the city, you can usually see it probably about 20, 30 miles away already, depending on what, what direction you come. It always gives a kind of, nice warm feeling because it's a really really open city an open-minded city it's great to study in cologne as well because it has a huge student population i think i'm not sure if this is still the case but i wouldn't surprise if it is definitely during my time when i was in cologne it was the largest german university just from a student population perspective and you have so many other different universities or universities of applied sciences in cologne which makes it a very vibrant city you have a lot of bars, nice restaurants. So it's, it's, just, it's just a great, great place to be. And I assume you're also into carnival. To be honest with you. Uh, oh, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> everybody, everybody will now probably say, oh, my God, uh, yes. You're not a real uh, Cologne native. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm not the biggest uh, carnival fan. I probably, it, it, uh, it basically paced out a little bit although whenever i speak to my family to my uncles to my brother to friends of mine they always call me crazy because uh, how can you not love carnival i was a huge carnival fan maybe up to the age of 20 and then i had a feeling like okay been there done that i just saw it um and maybe i was also influenced because at that time when i was living with my parents we were living right in the epicenter right in the city center of cologne so it's super loud and it's great but to me i would say i would not consider myself a fan of carnival but everybody that i that i always talk to that tell me okay when should i go to cologne so like go to cologne during carnival it's definitely something unique and some a unique experience that that you will not forget in, in a good way so here in the U.S., we've got New Orleans and the Mardi Gras. How would you describe Carnival in Cologne specifically to someone who hasn't experienced it yet? I would say you take Mardi Gras and you take it times two or times three. And the reason for that <laughs> is because you, Cologne is the fourth largest German city, if I'm not mistaken. It's like about 1 million, 1.1 million people living in the city. And it is really like... The whole city is moving. The whole city is partying. The whole city, and there are no age restrictions. You have like you have people like, like kids and children from the age of four or five up to uh, my grandparents' generation. It's really like everybody's really on the street, is in bars, uh, singing local songs. It's a great atmosphere. Sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand, but it's very unique because you see that the entire city is, is really moving. And whenever I had like two friends from the U.S., they came over to Cologne uh, at one point. Uh, and then that was during the European Championship. And they saw all the people on the streets and uh, because Germans are fanatic when it comes to soccer. And uh, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, everybody was, was celebrating everything. Was, everybody was partying on the streets. It was music everywhere. And 
I, I told them, okay, this is not what you see right now here. And then you, Carnival is really like, it amplified. It, it's much more. And I think that is really unique about Cologne. And I think it's also great for Germany because usually whenever I talk to people uh, that never been to Germany, you always have some sort of image in your head about maybe Germany, about Germans being more like structured, uh, maybe not really on that uh, party side or being like very flexible or being very open-minded. But this really shows you, I think it, it's great that whenever it comes to soccer, let's say European Championships, World, Ch World Cup, or like Carnival, Oktoberfest, whatever it is, that there is really like that outgoing mentality is there. But it's, you just have, you need to know where to find it. I guess the beers and other drinks definitely <laughs> help. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helps, especially because it's so cheap. In Cologne, I think a coach, which is a local beer, I think during Carnival time, is, I think is one euro. So, oh, wow. Which is super cheap. So what is your perspective now of Germany? And did that maybe change now that you lived in so many other countries and now that you live permanently in the U.S.? My perception did not really change. However, I think whatever is happening from a political standpoint, you always compare it now, what is happening here. I think that is definitely the biggest shift that I experienced because um, I'm obviously living in the US, I love this country. This country is amazing and has been nothing but good to me. So I'm following everything that is happening in the United States very closely. At the same time, I'm also continuing to follow what's happening in Germany. So you always compare both sides. That is very different to how it was in the past. Now it's very different because I want to stay in the U.S. So that to me is very important. This is Overall, I would say my perception is, is not very different of the country. I'm very proud of, of where I'm from. I'm, I'm very proud of, I think, also how the German government is dealing with the crisis at the moment. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, yeah, it's just a, it's a great country to be in. And whoever wants to study and work there, I will always recommend to go there. Whenever I talk to individuals that may be interested in studying in Germany and I tell them that there are no tuition fees, they just, they can't believe it. And oftentimes what they think is that it's not worth anything because here in the United States, of course, you have the return of investment and the universities, of course, they have to sell their programs. And so it's almost the price tag, the, the more it costs, the better it is. When you talk to your friends about the degree program, specifically the medical degree program, what do you say when I assume they're very surprised when you tell them that there are no tuition fees? Yes, absolutely. They're super surprised. They always say, oh my God, I wish we would have a system that is similar to that here in the US. I mean, I mean like, it's, it's okay. It's absolutely fine to pay for education. I don't necessarily think that every education has to be free. It would be great. Sometimes the amounts are just, just outrageous. When you see the debt level that some college students come out of, it's just crazy. But especially like when we talk about like a law degree or a medical degree or business, you will get a job that will pay well. But then there are other degrees like physical therapist or some other art degrees where individuals just have huge debt and it's not very likely for them to actually be able to have a career that pays the, the debt that they accrued during their time as a student. 
Exactly. I think that is a big issue. But even even if you are in a profession like in, in a medical profession, or you go in for for a doctor for medical doctoral degree, or you go for a legal degree, it, it doesn't really matter because even if you come out with an MBA from Harvard or from Yale, you will find a good job. However, this means that you are betting on the future that nothing extraordinary happens. Like for example, right now. Yeah, right pandemic, now. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you say, okay, I'm not going to get sick. So I'm not, mm -hmm. nothing will happen. Nothing will happen that going to derail me. So it's still kind of a risky game. I think coming back to your initial question, whenever I speak then friends and to former coworkers about the German educational system, it is really that I'm saying, okay, this is also the reason why, or one of the reasons is that in Germany, we're paying higher taxes than in the US, for example. So it is not a miracle. It's, you can explain it relatively so it's not free. I always say it's no. it's taxpayers' money and it's a community effort to provide the education to anyone. Exactly. That that's what it is. And I think it's just a very different system and it's a diff very different way of thinking. Whereas in the US, you say, okay, I don't want to have too much interference from the federal side or from the state side. Let me just take care of myself. And in Germany, it's just a very different system. It's not that I'm saying one is better than the other, it's just different. And especially when it comes to comparing degrees or when it comes to comparing also the grading system, I was always in my former role in a position where people came to me and when people applied to a recruiter or they applied directly on our job board, and when I reviewed the, the resumes or even other coworkers came to me and said like, Michael, can you please let me know what does it mean a 1.9 GPA? What does it mean? Is this university really comparable to US university, et cetera? And then I always said, yes, it is. It really depends because in Ger Germany, you have so many different variations. When you go to the, the dual student degrees, when you work at the same time and you study. So it's, I mean, it really, it really depends. You work in the same company but in different countries and now you worked in also other companies what is the maybe similarities and also the differences in working in germany versus working here in the united states that's a very good question generally i would say it really depends even within a company obviously you are sharing the same set of corporate values, right? So let's say you are working in, in an organization that is headquartered in Germany or that is headquartered in any other country. And then you go to the office abroad, let's say in New York or in the Bay Area. The cultural values probably will be very, the corporate cultural values will probably be the same. However, it really depends on the respective management teams. So if the management teams then are recruited just from the local market, you would have a very heavy local influence, I think, which is always very very good and very helpful. At the same time, you always need people that can translate whatever comes from the headquarters abroad to the requirements that you're having here locally. Generally, I would say then, which I really like about the US is you have that more, let's get it done mentality. I think without thinking twice about, or three times or four times about all the potential risks. Yeah, that is a very German trade. <laughs> about all the potential obstacles. And I think uh, that is very unique here about the US. Let's get it done. Let's see. And if we fail, we fail. We try it again. We see what we can learn out of it. And then we just move on. I think that is very unique and probably one of the most important ingredients for the success of this country. I think that you are not afraid to fail and then you're not afraid 
to make mistakes down the road. I think that is very, very unique here in the US compared to Europe and to Germany in particular, where I think in Germany, we always have that mindset, okay, and I don't, I don't like to generalize, but based on my personal experience, it is really where you think, okay, I need to have something that is 100% ready before I show it or before I go out and, and, and make a case for it. Whereas here you say, okay, I'm just going to make it 70%, 75%, and let's, let's have a check. And if you mm-hmm. kill it right, right here and there, okay, that's good. That's fine. Then I don't need to waste my time and just continue. But if we see that there is potential, okay, I know where, where the flaws are, then I can work on it. So I think that is a very unique way of, yeah, of approaching business situations uh, that I really like in, about the U.S. That is my experience too. When you have an idea in Germany, you you look they people look for ways where the flaws are and why it would fail potentially. And here in the United States, you have a crazy idea, and people generally are open to just listen and support you. And again, yeah, if you fail, you fall, and but you get up and learn from it and make it better. Exactly. So what is it that you, maybe you do that already, but maybe you can share that what you would like Americans to know about Germany and Germans and then vice versa. I think that Germany is a very open-minded country. I think it has a very open-minded mentality. I think it's a very welcoming country. Germany is very dependable and very welcoming country i think wherever you go and i'm not saying that you have to go to the big cities like berlin or hamburg or munich or cologne it really you can go to smaller cities where you see that people are generally very friendly and very very open that is definitely something that i would say people should should know and should realize and also i think that germany has a lot of opportunities and possibilities so i think whoever wants to do something in Germany and wants to work and wants to see how the life over there is, can make it happen. It will take some time, obviously, like with every move, but Germany is a very safe and welcoming place. That's how I would see my home country. And the other way around for now, I assume whenever you go back or whenever you talk to individuals from Germany, I assume you get questions about US culture and politics. What would you like Germans to know about the U.S. and Americans? Yeah, I have a lot of friends in Germany that always tell me, okay, Michael, you're already now so influenced and you are becoming so Americanized. Now you speak for the 300 million Americans. (laughs) Yeah, um, I I love this country. And I think what I always tell people when when they try to stereotype, when they try to generalize, I say like, do you have an idea how big this country is? So... It's hard to compare somebody from, I don't know, from Montana to somebody from Iowa or from Montana with somebody from Florida or from New York. So whenever I say, whenever people in Germany, I think this is probably the, the mindset, okay, I think in a German dimension, no, you cannot do that. I think the U.S., it's fascinating because you have so many different, I mean, mindsets, mentalities within a country across the different states which are so unique. And I always say, because before you make a statement about the US or about America, take this as a valid statement. If you tell me that you, that you travel across the US and you spend time in different states and you experienced it, I think that is very important to understand and that the US, it still is the country where 
me, I personally learn every day. I mean, from, from friends here in the U.S., from former co-workers, because just of the mentality of just like, okay, let's try it. Let's give it a try. Let's be more, more easy with how we do things. And generally, it's also a very, it's a very welcoming country. It's a very open, it's an open country. And I'm not, ta- I'm not speaking just for New York. I experienced very, very different cities in the U.S., the U.S. is definitely a land of opportunities. I mean, you, you can make it here and you can actually progress in a way that you would not think was possible maybe five years ago. And I think that is very unique about this country where you really have that entrepreneurial spirit, entrepreneurial mindset, the amount of super smart people that you come across, that you also come across randomly. It's just amazing. And I think that is very enriching for your own personal development. I always get asked like what I miss most about Germany. So I'm going to pass that question along to you now. What do you miss about Germany? What I miss most about Germany is really friends and family because mm-hmm. all my friends and family are still in, or most of my uh, friends and all of my family are living in Germany or in Europe. I have a cousin that is living in Vancouver, so, uh, but it's also like a six hour flight. So it doesn't really matter if I fly to Vancouver or fly to Frankfurt, it will be the same. So this is something that I really miss the most and i really miss the most about germany being there when there is a european championship or world mm. the atmosphere is just amazing and i love to hang out with my friends we watch the games outside and in local bars everybody's on the street and then just hang out and that is something so unique about germany and the mentality is it's just something that i really miss Yeah, second that. And especially when you have it in the summer with really nice temperatures, then it's just amazing to be outside and watch the games and then walk through the city afterwards, especially, of course, when Germany won a game. (laughs) Exactly. That is something I was so happy when when two friends of mine, when they came over to Germany uh, during the European Championship, they couldn't believe their eyes. They couldn't believe they said like, wait, I, I didn't know that you guys are so outgoing. We just reserve all of our excitement for soccer. <laughs> all of the energy and all of the excitement just uh, every two years when, when a big soccer tournament is around the corner. Yeah, I remember when was it 2006 when the World Cup was in Germany? I don't know if that was the first time, but it was, if not the first time, one of the first few times where Germany was really successful and where you all of a sudden, the more successful Germany was in the games, you saw more German flags, more people with like German gear and like you had cars with like German stuff on it. And I think that was just for coming from Germany. And I mean, I was born in 82. So a lot of my education was about World War II when we in history classes and I didn't grow up with any German pride and like waving a German flag. And so I think just the the impact that soccer had on German pride, I think is amazing. But it's also, you can tell that it's really limited to soccer because once the European Cup is done or the World Cup, then the flags all disappear. But it's really quite amazing to see that during the few weeks during the European Cup and, and the World Cup. Absolutely. I think this is also, it's a very good point, especially with that feeling of, I'm proud of my country. I'm proud to be here, proud to support the team. And when you have all the flags waving in the streets and in the cars and everywhere, I think that was also something that I had to translate to my American coworkers because they could not really understand 
why are you not having the flags usually then? Why are you not using it? Because you, whenever you walk here in the US, you see a lot of homes that have a that have oh, yeah. flag, right? So, and this is something where you always can start that conversation about, about the culture. I think that, that is always amazing. So I, I like that you have like sports, for example, now soccer in that case, that can actually be used as a catalyst to really start a conversation about culture. I think that is very important that sports brings people together and opens up certain discussions that goes way beyond just like the, the game. So we did have our conversation via Zoom. It seems like everything is via Zoom at, at, yeah. at this point. But if we had had this conversation at a German cafe, I'm still working on my coffee and you may also be drinking coffee. But if we had this conversation at a German cafe, what would you have ordered? I would have ordered probably uh, black coffee or I would just order the cappuccino. It doesn't sound very creative or very uh, innovative or very German, but this is probably what I would have ordered. Is there a German cake that you miss that if we were at a German cafe, you would order? Probably, I would say, binge dish. Binge dish yeah. is something yeah, that I really like. I think uh, what I miss the most is probably bread, because I think the bakeries and um, in Germany are just amazing. And whenever you, you walk in and uh, you can just buy bread wherever it is in the grocery store or wherever you want to get it, it's just something that I really miss. Yeah, they're, they're really inexpensive and you just have a huge collection with different kinds of seeds and different kinds of flowers. That's definitely something that I miss as well. Although in the New York area, you've got some really great breads or like the bagels are amazing in the New York area. The bagels are amazing. They're great. And even like here in Hoboken, because I live in Jersey City, so in, in Hoboken, they have a German bakery. So mm. uh, you, you will get all, I would say, comes very close to what you can get in Germany. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that best? They can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. And if there are also any questions, I can only invite people if there are any questions in regard to um, universities in Germany, because when I was working for Commerce Bank, also in the beginning of my career, I was responsible for strategic university marketing. So I know the university landscape in Germany very well. And so if there are any questions in general about life in the U.S. or about studying in Germany, they can always connect with me on LinkedIn, reach out to me, and I'll definitely get back in. This was my coffee connection with Michael Johannes. All content is created and edited by me, Honey Geist. If you would like to get in touch, send an email to podcast at dad.org. Stay safe, healthy, and well. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next coffee break.